And action. You can probably hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Rip Thrill Podcast. It is episode 49. Come here, brother. We're allowed to do that. I don't care. Yeah, I know. I COVID know. and no COVID. It doesn't bother me at the moment. We are just glad to be back in business. Episode 49. We are in my humble abode in the, I guess, say the eating area. We, yeah, yeah. But what a setup. I mean, this is, it gets better and better every time we catch up. Oh, I, I don't know it. about that. It's going up and down. It's a uh, look. We we peaked at SEM. I'll be honest. We peaked, <laughs> we peaked at SEM, but uh, look, it's pe- it's it's just good to be here. Yes, yeah, we've yeah. got the one point five meter distance thing yeah. happening, uh, but uh, look, you, it's say, been you, a you say peak. Yeah, we did peak, but like we can go back there if we want. Like SEM, big shout out to you guys looking after us while we were trying to see how that goes with the radio stuff, and that's always there if we want it. But we are taking another avenue this year. Um, I've had a little bit of a diary session to myself. Um, and if you haven't been doing your goals and all that kind of stuff for the new year, for the 2022, then you're doing something wrong because I've always done it, um, especially the start of the year, and, and it's good to reflect on those. I was actually cleaning out my um, storage unit today. I talked to you about that, how yes. like it's a big weight off my shoulders. Like I've had it there for eight years, and it's just so much shit was in there, like um, important stuff and not important stuff. So I did a big tip run. You can see I um, probably saw the big trail in the, in the, in the garage. But, I did. Um, just going through old photos and all that kind of stuff and even seeing like uh, some books I had at the Blues days talking about um, some structure stuff and how I was tracking when I got dropped to the VFL. So this book had a lot of stuff in it that I didn't realise. So realize you've been it. diary writing for oh, a long time? Oh, I've been diarying, diarying since um, probably the 2010, so my second year of footy. Yep. Um, and then more so when, when the um, when the Malthouse situation started happening and then I was like, yep. I, was like I needed to get this out of my head because it's – Gone downhill from there, and big shout out to Mark Murphy who, who spoke up too. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so I cleaned that out, and I feel really good. We found a lot of Emma, found a lot of old photos of me and her, and the um, when Chancey was born and stuff. So it was actually really cool. So if you do have a storage unit, I'd, I'd suggest go through it, get it done, um, yep. because you feel cleansed. Did you read any chapters from 2010 or? Yeah, or there was one. Um, I got dropped to the VFL. Um, I think I had like 30 mid 30s and a couple of goals against against maybe Casey that game. Um, and I was just talking about how I was going to go out and celebrate and stuff and get drunk and all that and have a big night, but I didn't because I wanted to get back in the senior team because they were playing so well. So I think that was 2010 maybe. But my sta- like I would have all my stats and stuff. I should have got it. I should go get it. But has all my stats and stuff in there. And it says, says like um, Robinson, his strengths, uh, attacking the ball, um, tackling, um, game plan, structure, knowledge, and all that kind of stuff. And then it says like weaknesses. It would be like um, – uh, decision making with the ball in hand, um, transitioning from like stoppage to stoppage. So it's just funny how like some stuff's all relevant, but some stuff's not. But yeah, as I was saying, we we, we could have done NSC in this year, but we do have something in the works. Big Shawnee T. Yes, we, um, do. we do. I don't know if we should drop it just yet, but it's going to be a week to week thing um, with the podcast. So it'll be smooth sailing from then out. But we'll just keep doing this until we get that set up because we got to get the studio done and all that kind of shit. Correct. So. Which the Rip Throat family have been asking us every week. I know. When are we coming back? I saw some comments on Facebook before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're just trying to find two things because yeah, we, yeah. we can't get to season three and, and keep things the same. Nah. It has to go bigger. It has to go better. And that's what we're doing. We're because, gonna- yeah, we have this conversation all the time about how I hate doing stuff over webcam. Like, I'm not about that life. Um, webcam Correct. and um, Skype and all that and setting that. You know, I like face-to-face type of conversations. Um, if we have to call people up, we can call them on here. It's a lot easier. 
Um, the only thing that sucks is probably you have to drive up an hour, up an hour back. But look, we didn't pay for all this equipment to do, <laughs> to do a twenty-five dollar a month Zoom account. That's not what we're doing this for. Shout out Zoom, <laughs> long-time listeners. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but yeah, we are going to get back on track. And big shout out to all the Rip Thrill family who do keep messaging because they keep me on my toes. Um, so we're going to do this weekly again. Get it going because you never know. Um, Father Time could tap me on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, Robbo, guess what? Footy's done, mate." And um. I really want to do the podcast stuff after footy and maybe radio and all that. But so, does this feel like what? What is it now in terms of your summer? Is this year fifteen? Is this, this year, is year fourteen? I'm pretty sure. Year fourteen. Yeah, year fourteen. So, do you, do you feel like a fourteen year vet now in terms of the body going into preseason? Uh, no, I don't. It's it, that's weird because you usually because I saw you. Yeah. I saw you recently and you felt and looked good. Yeah. No, so, I feel really good. Like. This week, I even hit up my um, the, the fitness people at the club, and I was like, look, uh, give me a session to recover a bit more. Like, So we're going to start doing like a lot more nitpicking of what my weeks look like because it is my 14th year, and I haven't had a day off whole preseason. So it's kind of the kind of feeling I need, I need to be out there. I need to be training for my, my mental psyche more than anything. Um, but I felt like I was probably doing too much gym work. I was still doing two to three times gym a week when that's probably not me. Like, I'm physically strong... Um, as it is, I don't really need to do those things. And I've got a great base as well for like, you know, it's 14 years career, so I don't really need to get that, that base going, um, especially in the weights and stuff. So um, I feel really good. As I said to you, um, you saw probably saw me, we did the Rob Vlog stuff, we'll talk about that later. But um, I feel really good. Like mentally, the body feels great. I really needed to get back into training because like my mind goes to places where they shouldn't go when I'm not, don't have a routine or schedule down pat. So that's something that I really needed to work on. Um, but no, I don't feel like a 14 year player in terms of like, you know, you know, you feel like you start getting on the wrong side of 30 and you start slowing down and whatnot. I'm still chasing, Great. tackling and doing all that stuff. So I still feel like I'm an important part of the team going forward and, you know, we're chasing the Holy Grail. So I feel really good. So I know you've talked you've spoken to past players, players in their twilight and the first thing they say that leaves them isn't physically, it's the mind. Yeah, it's the, the mind goes. Driving to training and not really having that passion of yeah, actually yeah, wanting yeah. to go do the work. So... Yeah. That's not you yet. You haven't actually, and I know you'd be really honest about this, yeah. but you're still going to the club, driving into the facility, feeling as motivated as you were in mm. year one as you are in year 14. Yeah, that, that that does like sway and vary a lot actually. Like especially you get those blues when it's when it's start of preseason. Like it's, it's it's hard work. Like it doesn't get any easier when you're, when you're older. Um, you think like the club would be like, oh, you have a session here and there and like, you know, just chill out and stuff. But no, they still they still flog you. Um, obviously, they're really smart with how they go about it because I haven't broken down this this preseason touch wood, as I usually would. Um, but no, I still find the passion. It's so motivating though because because you know the the last year's finals like exit really plays on me, um, and I know that my time is you know winding up in AFL, and I really want to chase that that holy grail, the premiership, whichever player wants. So we've got such a great young list still. I think we're third or fourth youngest list in the AFLs, and and we're starting to get some a lot of games into our mid mid age players, and they're starting to fire now. So, and, I, and even this preseason, just watching every team's going to say, every player's going to say, "Oh, we're looking the best we've ever looked. We're so feared and all this stuff." But like, legitimately, the boys come back in great nick. We look good. Um, we have our first practice match type stuff tomorrow. So, whenever this comes out, it's Thursday today. We have it on Friday, so two ten minute quarters. Um, we're looking forward to that. So, see, I'll talk to you next week and let you know how, how I'm yes. tracking. Because yes. there are some young players on the back of my ass, <laughs> on the back of my heels, I should say, yep, yep. trying to uh, get my spot. So, it's, uh, it's, it's very competitive and great. And, and we'll look ahead and we'll talk about the summer that's just been. But you spoke about the exit last year. So, let's just let's put a, 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 a bow on 2021. Yep. Talk about 
the exit? Like you, you said, that still really eats at you. Yeah. What is it particularly about how last year ended up that that keeps you up at night still? Fuck, a one point loss to the Bulldogs. Mm. Um, that probably start off with that. I, I did not text you for about a week <laughs> afterwards. I think I, I didn't have my phone for about a week afterwards. I had the boys chat. That was it, just to find out where we're going drinking because yeah. I was uh, in my derps. But nah, just like. We started shaky at the start of the year and then we, we put so much effort into the season to get back on track and, you know, it felt like a bit of a fairytale cup top finish. Finished fourth, gave ourselves a double chance. We knew that we had to play Melbourne, who the, well, I spoke about on the podcast numerous amount of times that they were the team to, you know, the team to mm. throw it away if they really wanted to. It was like, there's a lose type thing. So we faced them in the first round, um, didn't go to plan. We lost by 30 points, I think. I think we had a couple of things in that game that didn't work well for us with big D-Mac going down with that facial injury. And oh, it didn't help. It didn't help. But there's no excuses around that. They were just a better team, obviously. Um, and then the Bulldogs, I really, really thought we were going to win that game and go into the last quarter. And then, you know, Bailey Smith, that blonde-headed, beautiful mullet of his, that asshole, he kicks that goal from the boundary and then does the ice in his veins and stuff. So that always plays in my mind. And, oh, so just that game itself. And I really thought last year was our year. Um Obviously, hippie going down with ACL and fucking Cam Rayner in the preseason. Oh, ACL. it doesn't even see round those, one. Those things kind of like annoy you, but that's footy, and we understand that. And and every team's going to go through injuries. Look at Richmond; they got you know smacked around the face with the injuries last year, and they didn't make the finals in that in that regard. So, we're no illusions. It's gonna, not going to be easy this year. Um, everyone's really hungry. I think Melbourne will want to come back strong again. Um, even just seeing the photos of their blokes after you know a few weeks of partying and doing what they do best, they look ripped out and ready to go. So. Oh, it's gonna be a tough year, but yeah, that that really that really played on me that that Bulldogs loss and just, you know, by point, like it's just oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, and, and the grand finals in Perth, you yeah. know, which no one probably foresaw, <laughs> no you know, this time last year, and we were catching up still. So yeah. it, it has been a challenging two years, and and we spoke about mm. it a couple of weeks ago. Do you think players are now better prepared for for what could happen in terms of travel wise and scheduling wise, or? Or do you think there's a bit of fatigue around, you know, it has been challenging, everyone wants clarity, and it's, it's clarity that you just can't get given yeah. the, the situation around COVID? I think we're, I think we're better off for as players. Um, at the moment, I'm, um, I'm not worried about, like, COVID and what it may bring and, and what the season looks like. Like, I know the season's not going to be um, as the fixture says right now. So they're not going to put a 22, 23, whatever week out schedule right now and say this is what it is because that's not going to be right. Like, WA, I don't think you can get in and out or – even Tassie, you can't get back in if you leave there. Like, my parents can't even come up at the moment. So, um, that kind of stuff, like, I think everyone's kind of understanding that it's going to be a bit of a shit show again. And if it does, if it doesn't happen and it plans out well, then we'll cop that. What's well, awesome. Like, that's best case scenario. But worst case scenario is we go into a hub again and do that stuff. So, I think we're better equipped for that, um, those type of situations and scenarios in in AFL, and we, we're under no illusions that it's going to be uh, another COVID-ridden year. Like, there's, there could be new strands out soon. It could be next week. We could get the booster shot, then we have to get another thing to go on top of that. So I've actually got an AFLPA meeting in about an hour to talk about that, um, that kind of stuff and what happens with um, COVID if it hits again. But um, the, I don't think the players are, you know, are frightened of what may happen again. Like, we, we've, I think we've seen the worst of the worst in terms of what schedule looks like, you mm. know, We've flown in, flown out days again, which I've never done in my career. So there's so much like shit that's happened over the past couple of years. I think we're under we understand what, what we're putting uh, putting our hands up for. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, because as a fan, I, I try and understand it, and it must be so difficult because as AFL players, you're trained and told 
control the controllables. Yeah. And this is just a variable that is so far out of your control. You went down to Geelong for what you thought was 48 hours and had to stay for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, no it's, jocks. No jocks Geelong. Like, it's just, that's how quickly things can change, right? And yeah. it's just, I mean, that's where I, I wonder whether players around the league are starting to become really fatigued. And even over the preseason, we know that there's been, you know, groups of players yeah, throughout yeah. the preseason across the competition who've had to go into isolation or yep. have tested positive for COVID yeah, and, yeah. and are recovering from that. So, has that situation impacted the club at all? I mean, you don't have to say names, but has ha, have you felt like even the COVID situation at the moment is starting to affect all clubs? Oh, every club would have been affected by COVID at some stage. Um, it would be hard. I haven't had it yet, so it would be hard for me to say who has because we don't we didn't get too many names of like players in our in our team or um, we saw the AFLW miss a game because of it. So like, I think that that. The, the brush you get painted with is like, oh, that's a dirty club or whatever it is. That's definitely gone out the window. Um, people are more sympathetic of it. Some players might get it and be bedridden for four days. Some players might get it and there's no symptoms whatsoever. Um, the best thing about it is, um, we, you know, we get rapid tests every morning. We do it ourselves in our car or at home before we go to training um, and, and catch up with the guys. So we're not putting our teammates at risk of, um, you know, potentially spreading through our club. And, you know, we're doing all those things like wiping out our equipment and the, and the keeping people away and like as i've said like we did rapid tests for the rob vlogs the other day so Correct. that kind of stuff like i think we were better equipped as i mentioned before like i'm not worried about if i get it like that's just you know obviously my partner's pregnant at the moment so she's due in may so those type of things may affect it and go through my head a little bit more than myself or you know some of my teammates but um we're definitely prepared for it and as you said like we can just try and control what we can control and that's always been our motto and we've we've practiced that stuff to the nth degree from day one. So if it did get worse, we were ready to um, prepare and battle, you know, all those situations. So it just feels like a, a normal part of life at the moment is COVID stuff. We just feel like um, if someone gets it, we'll, we'll try and look after them. They'll, you know, go home and they'll do their seven days or 10 days or whatever it may be. And, and we just get on with that job. So I, I'm under no illusions. This year's going to be kind of weird um, that you might see players not playing that weekend because of COVID. Whereas, you know, previous years would be like, oh my God, they got COVID. That's crazy. Now Correct, it's like, yeah. oh, then it's going to be like, instead of saying injured, it'll be like sick or, yeah. or something like flu or, yeah. you know, I don't know how it's going to go. But um, if I don't get it now, I'm probably going to get it during the year. Like I'm not going to dance around that fact. So it's kind of like, do you want it now and get it out of the way? But then in saying that, I've heard players of getting it twice within the span of a few months. Correct. So I, I don't really, to be honest, I've blocked all COVID chat on my Twitters and my Instagram. So I'm sick of seeing that shit everywhere. So I've just got off it and I don't really care. Whatever happens, happens. I can't control that. So yeah, And we saw it in the NBA. It's become quite normalised yeah. in terms of players having to, to miss games, to, yeah. to having to go into quarantine, to becoming a close contact and then having to spend 48 hours in isolations doing negative tests before they can rejoin the group. Yeah. I mean, it is part of a, a normalised um, testing regime over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in terms of just like, and this might be part of the, the AFLPA call that you're going to have this afternoon, but ha have you guys been told across the league to limit your movements in public? Is that just been something that's been trained into you guys for the last few years? Like, is that an approach that players are taking on themselves in terms of just limiting their movement in public to lower that level of risk? Yeah, the protocols are the grey areas and stuff. Like, as a club, we've spoken about internally how we want our players to re like react around this kind of situation at the moment. Um, they don't want us sitting in cafes. They don't want us going to nightclubs. Um, they don't want us like 
you know, in a in a in a space where you can easily can contract it. So high traffic areas, exactly. So it's common sense as well. When it, like they don't, they say, look, you guys are going to make the decision in the end. Um, just try and think what's the best for yourself and your team and the people around you who are involved. So there's no like full blown rule like what we can and can't do. It's just more like be smart um, and think about which we, we've ingrained ourselves in the last few years. And I think you know we've probably done one of the best in the in the AFL in terms of. Um, COVID numbers or whatever it may be or travel the world or adapting to um, scenarios where we've been in lockdown or isolation or stuff. So I think we've done it really well and, yeah, that's pretty much just where that's at at the moment. I think um, the sooner we can move on from the, the COVID um, worries, the better, but it's always going to be here. So just be, live with it, you know? Yeah, so and I suppose just one final question and, and then you're right, let's move away from it because we're only going to talk about this once over yeah. the summer. If a player, can you shed any light to fans on what happens if a player does get tested yeah. as positive so what, what happens there what's the protocol yeah. for players and clubs in that instance if let's say for example you were to test positive tomorrow yep. Yep. what happens talk us through it yeah so tomorrow I've got training tomorrow morning so the first thing I do is wake up make a coffee over there and then I'll do my rapid test so pretty much a swab goes up the nose into the vial flick the vial a few times and then tip it onto the little rapid test within like five minutes it will say either one line for um, negative or two lines for positive once that happens we'll ring our Say, say if I test positive, we'll ring our COVID officer, um, Big Mitchie Lane, and he'll say, stay at home. Um, you might have to go get the PCR test, like the, the rural one, but I'm pretty sure this one still covers that. Um, I'll stay home for seven days and then test myself again, like throughout the week or whatever it may be, um, to see how that result shows. And from then, that's pretty much it. Like, I'll just miss a, I'll just miss a week of training. That's how it goes. Like, um, I might get some equipment dropped off from someone and then just do my own stuff at the backyard. But literally... Um, you just you just house under house arrest pretty much for a week. That's pretty yep. much it. Like that's that's as simple as it is. Because that that one that's every player is literally testing himself every day. Like you go to the club. Like if you don't go to the club like today, like I didn't, I didn't test myself. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow morning. So you can't leave your life in fear. But they're, they're so over it now. Like I'm mean, like, like they're so well driven and all. Look, we we know exactly what we can and can't do in terms of coming to the club, not what coming to the club. Um, but that's what happens if it, if I get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now looking ahead to this year, uh, obviously the summer's been great for you guys. Where, where are things at now in terms of pre-season? Because as I understand it now, match simulation is now starting to become more and more of a focus. Is that yeah, correct? Or has yeah. that already started to happen? Like talk us through where things are at now as, as far as the summer's going. Yeah, so I had um, had the off-season, which was pretty, which was pretty good. I went to Darwin for a little bit there, went fishing. That's my new hobby at the moment, fishing. So I have seen that, and, and and I have been getting a few messages on the rip through it uh, yes. on the rip through channel. So, yeah. wh- wh- where's this happen? Where's this come from? Is this just all the years of going to Darwin? Yeah. You, you decided you're going to come straight back up, and start straight fishing. Up, straight up. No, so the few of the boys have jumped on the, the fishing bandwagon. Uh, there's about a group of five of them. I'm not really in their group for some reason. It's Matho, the Berry Brothers, um, Full Cream, and those guys. Like <laughs> we all spoke about getting a boat, and then uh, they got a boat, like a little four thousand dollar dinghy, a uh, little tinny, and I wasn't involved in it, so I kind of shunned them. So. When I get my new boat from um, Quintrex, a uh, big shout to those guys. You'll be seeing this drop soon. Um, I'm going to be getting some serious content going out there. But in all seriousness, now I've been doing a lot of fishing in Darwin for like the last, you know, 11 years. I've been going up there, 13 years. And it's just something that I thought I, might, I should bring it back to where I'm living. Um, I had a pretty bad off-season, like, mentally. Um, and I've, you know, been seeing a counsellor and stuff like, with with um finding avenues to keep myself busy the mind busy i got back on adhd adhd tablets that didn't work it kind of had opposite effect with my mental psyche and then i got 
um, back on some other stuff, which is really good for me. And, and fishing is something that I really enjoy doing and doing it with Chance and the family. It's um, a lot of fun and, you know, camping. So I didn't do anything for Chrissy or New Year's. I went camping with the fam and that was really, really fun. So even at the, the age of 32, I'm still finding ways to um, get better and better myself. Um, so that kind of stuff's good. And then the best thing was for me is training. Um, the doc uh, said, like, we'll just re- revisit this stuff with you um, after your first couple of weeks of pre-Chrissy training. And, and as he, he knows me really well, I've had him for eight years, you know, that really fixed me up straight away. So what works for me is having a good routine, good schedule. Because um, if I've got, got too much free time, I kind of just go a bit crazy here and there. Yeah. So. Um, but with the club, like at the moment, we're, we're really tracking well. We, um, we got our camp this weekend, so not an official camp, but like a two day kind of education sessions and a bit of team building and all that kind of stuff to get the new draftees going along, which I don't want to go throwing out any pressure to these young boys, but their first training session with us is the best I've seen in, in my 14 year career. I told you that the other day. Looking good. It's crazy how, how good they look. So I, I do suspect a few of those guys might get a little um game here and there maybe in the preseason not too sure where but they'll definitely be there so um no we're training well match sim starts tomorrow so that's the cool thing like we've, we've kind of seen the the lot at the end, end of the tunnel we've been running our asses off after yeah. every session and during the session so we're really looking forward to that tomorrow um i know charlie cameron is so he He's already been practicing his goal celebrations uh, in the gym and stuff, so I can't wait to see that tomorrow. No, absolutely. And look, we know it can be really difficult for a lot of people to talk about things that, that do affect them, you know, personally, professionally. Um, you, you spoke about at the end of last season how there were things that were troubling you. Yeah. Um, was there something in particular that, that really made you sort of realise, you know, what well, I need to sort of take ownership of this and try and work on this? Like, were there sort of things that happened um, in that aspect to kind of make you realise, okay, well... Maybe I can improve on, on certain things in my life. Yeah, definitely. Um, it wasn't like a um, alcoholism or anything like that or like drugs or whatever, but what, mm. what people might think that yeah. was a happen to AFL players when they go off the rails. Just more mentally, like you lose a final and then you just have this like kind of empty space. Like usually you go travelling and like keep like keep yourself busy and do stuff, like go see the family. and But like with the COVID situations, I can't like duck off everywhere and do all that stuff with the kids and Emma and they're in school at the time too. So was it just a build up of things? It's just, I think it's just a build up and and, and mentally like um I, as I mentioned just like just a second ago, like I need routine and stuff in my life. Um, so as as much as I kept myself busy with my gaming and um, doing the radio stuff sometimes mm. and still doing the training and that, I was, it's just it's just so um, taxing just to. Um, it sounds kind of wanky, but it's to have too much time to yourself. And with someone with ADHD, and I've spoken about it publicly a lot in my life, like I just like I lose um, a lot of rhythm and yep. um, structure in my life. And you know, like the boys, I'll, someone might be like, "Oh, we're having a few drinks. We got some, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'll just go have a few drinks and then turns into a couple of days drinking and then whatever it might be. Then then there's fights at home and fights like with family and stuff like that and yep. it all just builds up so, so the best thing for me was seeing a counsellor and having a good chat with Emma and the kids and and making sure I've got something positive in my life when footy finishes and the best thing for me is like I know what I'm doing post footy so I can just go straight into working once I finish AFL yeah but it's just those little off-season things I've got to tinker with and with the counsellor I'm seeing as well it's really good that I talk to her all the time and keep busy with her and keep my journaling going so yeah. it's always been a thing in my life like i'm not going to shy, like, shy away from that fact i've always struggled um cycle 
with my psyche and um, obviously that's what got me up to Brisbane in the first place. So just making sure that I stay on top of it when I'm, you know, things are going great, like during the year, you know, winning games, playing well, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you know, if social media is doing well for me off field and, you know, podcasts and the Rob vlogs are popping off now. So yeah, popping, popping. Yeah, so i got to make sure that like even when I'm riding the highs and when those lows hit me that I'm prepared for them better. So, yeah. Because um, yeah. we spoke about this off air before we started how – you know, it, certainly in my experience, I've seen a lot of players exit the game and not be yeah. prepared for life after footy. And yeah. and to see those struggles happen when there's not 43 players around them anymore, <laughs> yeah. no coaches, yeah. and they're literally by themselves. And and, and I do, I, I like, I do worry for, for so many players that do oh, retire and do listen yeah, because you just you, you, like at, at a footy club, and you can attest to this better than anyone. But as a footy club, you're surrounded by your mates every single day, yeah. and when you're delisted and retired, you don't have that. Um, you know, environment anymore, and so mm. it's no wonder why so many players do struggle when they oh, yeah. when they do leave the game. I think AFL environments are the best and the worst thing for for people. Um, the best thing about it is like I can I, I see my those guys every day, so I can tell in a second who's on and who's off and who's a bit down and whatnot. So we even have like our welfare managers always checking in with us. Um, we have a thing where every train main training session we do our wellness. So like, how are you feeling? Did you get good sleep? Um. Yeah. You know, it starts with like poor to average to very good, like that mm. type of stuff. And we do that for a, a mental, and we do that for our physical bodies. So we're always like, talk, like thinking about and talking about how how I feel, um, how how your sleep's going, how um, how do you, how do you train? How's your body feeling? Is it all like adding up? Because I know for a fact, once I finish footy, my body's going to be shot. My back's like I'm li- like back so sore every morning. I'm Everything walking, hurts. I'm limping to the toilet every day. Um, in the morning and um, that's why I can see players going down like the prescription drug type things just like to relieve their pain and all that kind of stuff so I'm I'm a little bit worried about that and a few head knocks I've had so that always plays on my mind a little bit but I'm guessing I have to find out that kind of post footy yeah. um, is it just picking up the kids and, and being sore doing it's that? literally that? just everything like yeah. getting to the car like the best thing about the crosser is it's got um seat warmers on there so I'll just pump that on my back so when I get to the training and a big shout out to Theragun like I've the boys tease me how much I pump these guys up, but those massage guns are the best thing that to be ever been involved. Really, in. I have seen them being ever been invented. Yeah, because sometimes you can't get a physio or masseuse, and those things will just like just literally smack you around. So yep. they're really good. But yeah, in saying that, like I've, you have to have a plan. Like I, I'm, I've already spoken about when I got delisted. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah, um, it was three months of your life. Three months it? of when I was in the, no no offers or anything, um, mm. and I was like first fall, I was like fight or flight, and I just got the hell out of there and went to Costa Rica with my best mates and. Try to switch off, and you know the rest is history. Got a job up here, um, but now I know what I'm doing post footy. I've got the full real estate license if I want to do that kind of job. Um, you know, I've got the sports journalism degree. I've got all the social media stuff that I'm doing, the raw vlogs, the podcast. I'm really passionate about the podcast getting up and going again. I want to build it to something to like the Pat McAfee. Pat mm. McAfee? I don't really say his last name. That show he's got. So yep. there's so many avenues, and I've just got to really focus what I'm doing because gaming was taken off, and I really wanted to. Do, like be a full-time streamer post footy, but like, I just don't see that happening with the, you know, the kids and where I'm at in my life. And yep. um, that, that kind of thing is where I can see how a lot of players are, feel like it's a daunting subject to talk about. Like what's your life post footy? Cause yeah. you don't, you don't, you just think it's going to be forever. But yeah, for, having, for, yeah. For, for a lot of people, it's just coaching or media. That's, like that's what it's pretty much what it is. You think, and yeah. think how many like media jobs there are or coaching jobs, like, especially with COVID, like there's not that many coaching jobs available, especially for like mm. assistants. We used to have like bloody 14 assistant coaches or whatever it may be. Now I think we've got like seven yeah. max who like yeah. who do like multiple roles. So uh, 
big shout out to AFLPA who are doing a lot of work with a lot of players because financially for me, that's the thing I'm worried about. Like, I, I could sell this place right now and get, like, mid-ones for it um, mm. and be set for, like, life past footy. But, like, if I sell this right now, rent's more expensive than my mortgage at the moment and what am I going to do if I get, you know, retired? Correct. You know, you know you have, like, the meeting you have, like, yeah. do you want to retire or type thing? Yeah, yeah. At the end of this year, then, then what am I going to do? So... Um, it, it, it's it's daunting, but there's a lot. You know, I don't want to seem like I was poor me type shit, but like obviously there's a lot more people worse off out there. So, as just run, trying to give you an insight, like to what uh, an athlete's mindset is like at the moment. With mm. um, you know, by the time around the corner, but I can't complain. I'm just looking forward to the fucking footy again. To be honest, I'm yeah. I'm sick of training. I just want to get back out there and start a- playing. Absolutely. Now, now let's look at, look let's look ahead to this year because we're going to make some 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 terrible predictions as we we promised. And I'm not going to start. Oh, I do hate predictions. Yeah, correct. And, I and hate we them. promised ourselves we're not going to do the typical predictions because one, you know, we, we don't want every team coming f- for Brisbane now because of what you might say here. No, uh, and, uh, and and two, we, we we know we'll never get them right. So what we what we've decided to do is just cut a couple of ones that we can think of, which are mm-hmm. a little bit more out of the box. Yep. Uh, the first one I want to ask you is who you think becomes a first time All Australian. So. Again, that's just just one so one player that you think might actually burst through and, and make a bit of an impact in 2022. With the fate of the world and the universe and as a big Martian beam pointing at the the, the, the universe, I'm going to go with Hugh McCluggage. Hugh McCluggage. I, I thought you How might can I not go my boy? I know. Fuck. He's, I been, know. he's been stiff, like, what, two years in a row now making the AA squad? He's a genuine winger, plays inside a little bit, but... We all know they're never going to put a winger in the All-Australian team and it, it just makes my, my blood boil right now thinking about that shit. But um, Shima Cluggage, surely, he's training amazing. He's running amazing again. He looks great. I know I'm inside and out. He's right next to me in my locker, so I know, I know the work he's been putting in. But he's going to have another... I reckon he's going to have another breakout year this year. Yeah. Do, do you have one outside the lines that, that you uh, think could make it? First-timer? I've got one. Who yeah. I, I just think because of the halfback role, there's, it seems to be the one position. Well, do you think like the whole type player that's come in? Well, a... I was thinking someone like Adam Saad who has never made it but has always kind of pushed for. And mm. if he has a really good year, again, you, you've got that run and carry off yeah. halfback. Halfback seems to be the, the, the position that always you get debutants every year yeah. in the All-Australian. I could see someone like him yeah. having, a, having a great year. Um, in his second year at Carlton. Yeah, that's true. Because, you, you know, first year you're always kind of learning the ropes um, of the system and um, now they've got Vossi. So Correct. It's, it it's depends on how they're going to play him. Um, and they've got a few good halfbackers in the team too um, with Williams and those. Oh, he got pushed in the midfield a little bit more. But Correct. it'd be interesting to see how Vossi plays him. But, yeah, he's definitely one of the – I thought last year was going to just gotta kill it. Correct, um, yeah. Sure. A lot of hype coming around yeah. him. Oh, I think and I just want to, just before anything goes out there, I just want the media and everybody just to chill with, with the Blues. Like, give them a little less media pressure. Like, Or you, you, wanna, you want everyone to back off. I just, and it might come from internally too, I'm not sure, but like I've obviously experienced uh, the mighty Carlton Blues and, and how, uh, you know, how prestigious they are down there in Melbourne and mm. how everyone hates them or loves them. But I just feel like if we just let them just chill out a little bit, um, I think it's better for him because every year the predictions are like they're top eight, top eight, top eight, top eight. And it might come from inside too, I don't mm. know. But I just want just to chill out and come. Like, yeah. I reckon they're, they're going to be a good team. I just want him just to... Just I think he's going to be a lot better the second time around. And it probably didn't help that Kane Little or whoever it was last year was like, Vossi, you got like one, one or two years to make finals. So yeah. that's, that's obviously a bit of, <laughs> pressure, bit of pressure on old mate there. But um, yeah, yeah. No, hopefully it's a good year. But, but I don't really I don't really focus on the team who's been in Australian. Like, yeah, correct. And, and it's a hard one. That's why we're not doing the whole who misses top eight, who yeah, makes I'm, the top yeah, eight. I'm going with human Clarkage. Okay. What, what about the... 
what, what what about the Coleman medal? Do you do you have a prediction on who you think could potentially kick a kick a kick a bag of goals this year? Well, Someone get close to hundred again. Um, no, I was thinking before you asked it, you asked me that question to look at that question recently, and I was like, I want a small forward to win it for once. And I think Charlie Cameron was the closest to that, or Bailey Fritch, actually. I think he came mm. second after finals as well. Correct. Um, but I think a small forward's, like, ready to go. Like, the big forwards obviously dominate that area um, with – who won it? Harry Mackay won it last year. Yes. And he's been chased by the Hawkins. And then there was, like, a couple other players that were, like, right there. I think Taylor Walker finished, like, top, top ten as well. So it's obviously going to be, a, like, a full forward or a half forward who's going to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think like a small forward. So Bailey Fritch for me, he he came out of nowhere. I didn't really expect that season from him. Um, but you got your Charlie Camerons, you got your even the Bokes that come out of there and out of the woodworks yep. and kick some snags. Yep. I just want to. I don't care who it is. I just want a small forward. So I'm not going to put a name to it. I just want a small forward to win it for once. All right. I, I, I can't remember the last one who won one as a small forward. Yeah. Lance Franklin though, even though he's tall, he. He only played like 18 games. And yeah, correct. Shitload of goals. Heaps. heaps. Yeah. I mean, I remember him and uh, Fev had the game where Fev finished on 99. And, yeah, I was, um, that's the year before I got there. Yeah, and uh, and Buddy kicked 100. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Ben King. I think the, the amount of opportunities which that one's he's going to get uh, at Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah. I think, uh, I think the opportunities that will start to come inside for him will be, will be massive this year. Yeah, well, he, he kicked... He had 72 shots and kicked 47 goals yeah. from 22 games. So he played... I think he only missed one. But yeah, let me give you a top. It was like Hawken, Hawkins won it. Oh, Hawkins won it. Oh, after finals, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Fritch, um, Harry, so in season would have been Harry Mackay, Hawkins, Charlie, Lance, Jack Rebolt, Taylor Walker, Brucey, Josh Brucey, that is, Charlie Dixon, Ben King. So I don't know. I just I think like a Papley or a Toby Green, I could consider him a small forward. Yeah. Like they, I think yeah. they can kick absolute sh- like snags galore. Even like a Jake Stringer who had a good year, has 41 goals. And It'd be amazing if Toby won it. I just, I, I, I get asked this question every time I stream. It's always like, oh, what do you think of Toby Green, the flog? I'm like, I fucking love Toby Green. I think he's superb. Like, he's great for the game. He's got a bit of personality for once. Um, and he doesn't, he does, like, he plays his way. Like, everyone might think he's, you know, mm. a dirty or whatever it is. But He's a good player to watch. I love watching him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. One of those guys would be awesome if they won it. I'm sick yeah. of the big, do- big dogs getting all the, the money. All right. And lastly, Brownlow, what are we thinking? Who, who, who's, who's a sneaky little roughie yeah. that you think could potentially come in with oh, Brownlow? Wines is a roughie. Like, oh, I know geez. he had a great year, but like I, I was like, damn. Yeah. He, it's pretty stiff for four blokes to have 30-plus votes oh. and uh, to, for him That's to get 36. It's like, what? Can't believe it. So I think, I think those guys are like the Walshers and the Parish. I think Parish might have had a breakout year. It'd be tough mm. for him to back that up again. The few blokes got up there, but I think um, I kind of tweeted about it. Like I don't know why Jack McRae didn't get votes, and he had averaged like thirty six disposals, which is crazy. If I had thirty six every week, I'd be winning Brownlow's by country They just mile. they still vote off each other in that in that. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, you know, the Bond's probably the next best thing, but I think Jack Steele. I think he had a great mm. great year, and he's, and he's backed it up a, a numerous amount of years now. So I win his first hand. He's um, he's both. Offensive and defensive gameplay. So he tackles like a madman and he racks up the Nari and he, um, he's not a bad ball user too. So I think Jack Steele might be a, a chance next year. Absolutely. I would second that. He was going to be my pick. I think Jack Steele. Mother, have... you said Bont. Uh, no, well, I said Bont's the obvious one. <laughs> I said in terms of the roughie, I would say Jack. I, I actually think, um, 
I actually think uh, Travis Boak, again, he always seems to poll really well. Uh, and Tuke had a great year. Him. Tuke Miller had a great year at Gold Coast. I mean, it, there's going to be more eyes on him True. in the uh, in the first half of the year. And, and he, he just kept he running out games. Up, doesn't he? He I didn't realise he was a really, good, like a really good... I don't know what he's like, his time trials and stuff is, but um, his game running was really, really impressive. He just never stopped. He just yeah. always kept running. Yeah, he gets contest to contest. That's the best thing about like his game. Absolutely. Um, what I was going to say, Boakie, I love Boakie. Mm. Like I really want to give him Like he I remember after a game we, we played against him And I was after the game And he gave me like a little Pat on the back about the podcast And I was like Come the fuck on the podcast He's like Are yeah we'll do Whenever you want me Oh mate What's so, going on there Yeah we'll get We'll, we'll get him, get him on, on. Yeah, We'll absolutely get, so handsome too Before round mum We'll get him on um, uh, Anything else before we wrap up Yeah we haven't talked about Rob vlogs And we haven't talked oh, about Absolutely yeah Well I was leading you into it Because I, I <laughs> well, knew that we didn't really <laughs> We're going to talk about it uh, we, we caught up on Sunday Yep. I think you're the first player in the last 10 years to give away a TV. TV, yep. So, oh, when this comes out, will it be out by then? I think. Nah. Oh, it'll be out Sunday night, so yeah, this will yes. be out. So, I don't want to give it away too much, but yes, yeah. we had a great day the other day um, filming a Rob vlog. So, I got you up here. I got another uh, cameraman to film some stuff. So, it's a little bit more cinematic than what the Rob vlogs would usually be with just a couple of GoPros, but... First of all, next level. Shout out to GoPro. They keep they're like they've been day one lovers, well supporters of what I'm been trying to do and the vision I've got. And that is like I what I asked for, they gave me. So shout out to um, Garrett Luddick at the moment, who's their little rep down there. I'm, I'm trying to get an affiliate role with them, but that just keeps like I got a, one right here. This is being filmed on a GoPro ten, another ten. I've got a Max in there. All the sh- all the bells and whistles. So yep. Hopefully it's going to go well. But no, I've I'm overwhelmed with how it's like. Been going on honestly. You, like, you've been blowing up YouTube for about three months now well, since you first dropped the uh, the first episode. Numbers don't lie, sir. Um, so the first one was like the chaos of the Gabba, and the boys at the club they, they were like act like oh don't film me, I don't want to be filmed. But you can tell that they want to be like get their face. Oh, really? You know, like yeah, yeah. Harrow's one of them. Yeah. Harris Andrews, like I can't yeah. have him at the moment. He's doing the tells you to drop the oh, handle. Yeah, he's just like oh, handle. what do you want now, Rob? Lord? What do you want now, Rob? Lord? Like you can tell like he sneaks around me a lot, and I don't really see him too much, but. It started with a you know a little bit of an idea I had um, with the going into the finals when I hurt my calf. Um, I was like I might just film like a day at, at the club to see what happens, and that, that went really well. Like got like sixty thousand views off the bat, and then yep. as the finals started coming around, it just kept going well and well, and a little bit of off season stuff there, and then a bit of um, water polo on the weekend, which was which is like something different. So um, I thought if I can start using my YouTube platform to give away some shit, the better. So. TCL jumped on board for the next two episodes, which is going to be dope. Hopefully, um, comes up really well in um in the editing side of things. But and don't undersell the prize. You gave away. You were the first yeah, yeah, AFL yeah, player yeah. to give away a major prize yeah, of this yeah. magnitude. Yeah. Talk us through the TV. Yeah. So it's a big sixty-five incher. It's it's like I don't want to say too much about what it is because it's going to be in the episode. Like I obviously won the goal kicking, but for what happened next is is pretty amazing. So when that comes out Sunday, if you haven't. Already subscribed to my YouTube, please do. It's uh, it's something that I enjoy doing, and um, it's kind of different not being the one being filmed, like the one doing the filming. So yep. like literally just by my head or whatever it may be. But yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I don't want to pump it up too much, but um, just go to my YouTube. We'll be there either Sunday night or Monday night. So it drops this Sunday night. Yeah, this Sunday or Monday night. So I got the guy editing it for me. I started doing it, but kind of got over it because um, there's like four camera angles, and that's not my forte. So yep. um, it, it, this is cool. If this if this blows up and does well. Then I might give away a Lambo next. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. I might enter. 
<laughs> if I win that Gold King Cup, I'll be fucking keeping that for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just where that's at. It's a little bit of fun, a little bit of a side hustle. And as I said, I'm going to get a, a boat to do some bit of content on the on the water with yep. a bit of fishing and stuff because I'm an amateur fisher. I can fish on a boat. Anyone can do that. If someone's yeah. like, hook, like you're hooking you up, doing all the yeah, gear for yeah, you, yeah. like if you drop down a line, how the hell can't you bring a fish yeah. up? You're going to catch something. You're going to catch something. You can catch a cold, catch a sunburn, yeah. like a three degree burn, what I get. But doing it yourself, like lures and finding spots in Brisbane, which I haven't done before, um, that's really exciting for me. And it's fun taking Chansey along for the ride too. So look out for that. Um, that's going to be the next thing, I reckon. And I think that'll, I think that'll do pretty well. I'll meet you at the jetty. You just tell me it's on. I will. Uh, I actually got to pick it up from, I got to pick up the boat from the Gold Coast. Oh, but Kumara. Yeah, 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 Kumara. That's down, uh, the marina. That absolutely beautiful, beautiful uh, part of it. But yeah, that's 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 how it's happening with that. But um, so but before we go though, we do need to talk about the Jordan Degoe situation because yeah. we are we have seen it in the headlines in the last twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously everyone's really aware of the details involved. What were your thoughts initially when you saw it, and obviously give us your take now where things are currently placed. Yeah, so obviously when I first saw it, it wasn't great news. Um, I think. Myself and everyone who saw it was like, oh, no, like, that's not great. Um, overseas, is he going to be in jail over there? And, and and before I even say anything, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I don't know um, the actual details. I think he's been downgraded or something today. So I don't I don't want to touch on any of that kind of stuff, what he's done. Um, but it just, I just got to, you just got to think about what's next if, it, you know, if it sticks. So I'm not too sure if he's, he's going to get cut or whatever it may be from Collingwood, but... Well, I think we were talking, you know, before about yeah, would another club pick him up? That's yeah. what we're kind of thinking yeah, about. Yeah, correct. Like, and purely from a football sense, we yeah. know there's a completely different matter yeah. to this story. Because I'm not and, condoning and whatever happens, whatever yeah. whatever's happened, or um, and we've got really strong reviews about that. So yeah. that's you know that's a completely separate issue. Yeah, we're just yeah. purely talking from a football sense. Yeah, yeah. If if something was to happen in in the way that Collingwood was to move away from Jordan to go, yeah. could you see another AFL club taking a chance and giving him a second opportunity in the game? I'm just thinking, like, my personal career. Like, look what happened. I was in a few off-field um, altercations. I ended up getting pretty much gang-bashed um, and lied about my involvement in that um, and, and evidently got sacked from the Blues. And silver lining type thing, the best thing for me was, and this is purely my football and what was going on in my life at the time, the best thing for me was making sure that I got my head right um, and getting out of the Melbourne bubble and getting up to Brisbane, silver lining's crazy. Like, got myself and my family away from whatever what was going on back home. Everyone knew what was going on in Melbourne. Spoke about it plenty of times. But the best thing for me was getting myself um, on a list and then getting up there, getting away from the bubble and just, like, resetting your whole life pretty much. Like, that's what I did. Got the appropriate help um, through the AFLPA and through the club and stuff and – all it took was Greg Swan just to say, look, yeah, we know you're, he's a good person. I've got no doubt in my mind that Jordan Guy is a good person. Like, he's not – you wouldn't be built up to be this guy. You wouldn't be playing AFL, whatever it may be. He's just, it just needs to be – this has to be the, the reason for him to change whatever it may be going on for him. And for me, that was getting sacked, and that was obviously a hard pill to swallow. And But it's a journey in my life and my career, and, you know, I've turned aside, and I've got so much good going on for me now. And so I don't want to say that wasted, but obviously – Everyone's got a different story to why they did, why, why you know, what what's next and what would happen with him and stuff. I don't know what's happened with him over there in America. So, yep. but for me, that second chance and the 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 new start was amazing. So I dare say, if if he gets cut from Collingwood and all that stuff gets downgraded to what what it, what it might be, I don't see why another team wouldn't pick him up. And 
And that's that's got nothing to do with what he's in trouble for. That's just got to do with a pure football thing. Best case scenario, get get on another list and just just get out of Melbourne and then go from there. That's what I'll I'll, I'll say. But and then saying that, like I don't know, did, I, was he playing amazing footy? I wasn't really watching too much, to be honest. I think positionally they obviously moved him more into the midfield yeah, okay. after after um, you know Buckley yeah. uh, finished up mid season. So I think his best position is probably high half forward mid. I think so. Um, I suppose it just it, it it's it's so up in the air in terms of where things go from yeah. here. And I think, as I said, you're like your best place to speak about it from the experiences that you've had yeah. in terms of making mistakes, getting a second chance opportunity, yeah. and making the most of that second 100%. chance opportunity. And I, th- I think f- football does have a way of of wrapping um, its arms around people. And this is a completely different scenario. Again, we've got really strong views on in terms of the situation surrounding yeah, um, yeah. Jordan Dugowie, and, and yeah. we're making that really clear. But um, you know, in a completely separate story, seeing James Hurd get picked up from GWS to, to yeah, now be working I saw that actually. Um, as a leadership role, uh, right? As a, as a leadership facilitator. So seeing people get second chance opportunities in the game, just more broadly, not yeah. talking specifically around those particular issues, but the football does have a way of giving people second chances. So and, and people making the most of those second yeah, chances. Yeah, hundred percent. Purely football, yeah. Put him on another list for sure. Yep, absolutely. I think that's us. I think that's us for this week. Any anything more from you? No, that is it, mate. That is amazing. But yeah, f- I just want to give a shout out to just a few people who have been helping me out recently with like the vlogging and this stuff. So obviously, we've got the big guys at GoPro who have been awesome. Yes. Um, big shout out to Culture Kings, Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd for sending me a lot of clothes, like repping them right now. Um, they've been awesome. Um, so yeah, just those guys. There's a, few, there's a few other people I'll probably um, miss doing there, but um, they'll get they'll get a, they'll get, they'll get a shout out. The ne- they'll get a shout out the next one. But no, I really appreciate that GoPro. Uh, all those guys are helping the vlogs going, and just everyone involved has been um, with me for like the last little journey. Because this is going to be a big year. I can feel it. Regardless, of, I don't even give a shit about um, the numbers we get on the podcast because we're getting about four to five thousand listens on iTunes alone. Like YouTube's going to do whatever it does. Like, but the thing that we have in the works I think is going to be great for us amazing well stay tuned we will be back next week weekly episode we're back looking forward to 2022 if you haven't already go to the Rob Vlogs it's just Mitch Robinson 05 on YouTube and subscribe to that but we are back baby let's go let's go